So I'm here with Sean McCorkle, and uh, we're going to do a great podcast today. And now I can't see you. Before, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hold on. Put my phone in my stand, I think. There you go. All right. How you doing, Sean? Hanging in there, man. How you doing? Uh, uh, good, man. I got back from Skank Fest. That was so basically, I was trying to tell you. So the Legion of Skanks is like a big podcast network. Um, Louis J. Gomez and, and Big J, who, you know, really funny comics and nice guys. And uh, they have this podcast that were called Gas Digital, Godfrey. And they have this festival where they have all, it's called Skank Fest. And it basically, their whole network is, uh, you know, uncensored comedy. Basically, just they go off by the most offensive podcast on the internet. Like you would fit in great, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Did I get there last week? I mean, there must have been, I mean, thousands of people that I like, and just the most, I wouldn't say punk rock, but like punk rock for podcasts. I I, I even said it looked like an open call to play, to play Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> but the Oh, night- that's what, yeah, that's what you were talking about. I, I couldn't figure out where you were at, where uh, whatever you were described. I was like, man, this sounds like a terrible party wherever you're at. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I forgot you were at uh, Skankfest. Sure, you are yeah. describing it. Jeffrey Dahmer looking people, crazy people doing stuff like Steve O pulling his out. I was like, what is going on? Man? So nice. So we go. So I'm on. A, I we do a couple shows, and I, I'm on three of the shows, which went really well. You know, nice crowds, and also the kind of crowds you you can't offend them. Literally, I, I would watch comics go up there, and if a joke didn't work, one guy would kept calling them, and, and this is a quote. He'd be like, you know, fuck you, you retarded faggots. Like he would just call the crowd, and then they would laugh. Like literally, I saw more of that. <laughs> More rape jokes, more molestation jokes, more incest jokes than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was it was insane. But so we, me and Godfrey go to Steve-O's show. Oh, check out Steve-O. And I guess they didn't tell him he was doing the, like the crowd work show. So he starts, I guess that's not his like specialty, it's not crowd work. It's just right. doing a couple jokes and I guess not going that well, whatever. Next thing you know, he just jumps on his stool and goes, let's have a small dick competition. I'm going to go first. And... Pulls down his pants, his cock's out. Literally, right. the whole crowd, his cock is out. And then people are, he's like, who could have, who has a smaller dick than me? Dude, there was a line of dudes jumping up on stage to show their dicks. And in front of a crowd that's like 99% men. <laughs> right. Yeah. <it's- laughs> Dude, Brett Ertz walks in, he's like, I thought this was the crowd work show. He goes, right. normally it's like, where you're from? What do you do? Dude, it was like, what's the next guy going to do? Show his asshole? Like, like because now we know where retarded faggot was, why it was being said so much, probably from that, that uh, little skit alone. Dude, it was insane. Then they, they did a podcast where I guess a guy with special needs got a blowjob during the podcast. Like, 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 it was just one thing after another. People were getting tattoos of like Tony Hinchcliffe. And Ari Shafir, and, and and there was a whole like free tattoo place. It was the 
cra- craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it was not crazy, but it was fun. It was fun, and I'm glad I did it. But I just didn't does, know where. Tony, does Tony Hinchcliffe still act like he's straight, or is that is he out of the closet yet? You know. Uh, I, I think he's married, but it was. I, I think he's a great <laughs> comics. I saw. I saw David Tell murder. I saw Jim Norton put on a killer show. Uh, Eddie Pepitone. Like that and alone itself was just like I was blown away. I'm like, man, I gotta go home and write. Like, I, like I was super inspired to be to, to, for me to get better. Um, and then Booger Beard. So they had Ellis Mania outside. There was a boxing ring outside, and they have this thing where Jason Ellis hosts it, where they have like musical chairs, and then the loser has to fight each other. Two losers, whoever doesn't get in the seat over the seat. So, so like this goes, and it's a boxing match. Well, this guy Booger Beard, who's a who's a buddy of mine. So he's a guy from I think Missouri. Nice guy. But he started making these videos being like, Israel Adesanya, I am going to knock you out and then suck you off. So he started threatening MMA fighters, saying he was going to knock him out and then blow him. Right. That was his, his like. Uh, he was killing Buffer's whole gimmick, huh? <laughs> so. So like and Israel Adesanya ends up loving this guy, flies him to his fights, <laughs> gives him the belt afterwards. He gives him the belt. Like after he wins the belt, he gives him the belt. Right. This is. So he had his boxing match. I guess this is a guy, Mike Harrington. And I've seen Mike Harrington fight. By the way, Don Fry just showed up and left. I guess he didn't like the, the story. So <laughs> so I see, uh, so Booger Beard, he's boxing Mike Harrington, right? And I'm like, hey, man, have you trained for this fight? Because the whole time he's talking all this shit. I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't look very athletic. So I'm like, have you trained for this? He's the night before. He's like, no. I'm like, have you done any sparring? He's like, never. Has anybody ever hold mitts for you? He's like, nope. Uh, he's like, I live in a town of 500 people. I couldn't find anybody. I'm like, well, dude, I, I'm not sure you know what you're... He's like, I'm going to win. He goes, my strategy is to get this guy to punch me as many times as possible, tire himself out, and then I'm going to put it back and win. Like, that was... Yeah, so the the Rocky Balboa in every movie strategy. <laughs> I, like how, yeah. I like how Rocky's strategy in every movie was to stick his chin out and be like, come on, hit me. You'll get tired eventually. Like as if he couldn't just dodge the punch and they would get just as tired. He had to actually make, they had to make contact to wear themselves out. So. I mean, aside from Ali Foreman, has that strategy ever worked for anybody? Like, yeah, I don't, history- I don't think so. <laughs> and even Ali wasn't getting hit all that much. He was moving a lot, you know, blocking yeah. a lot and trying to, you know, do that. But that's, uh, yeah, so- I mean, the more I watch Rocky, I swear, I always send you some of the subtleties I know I notice about Rocky, but I was watching one. Oh, the man! I was watching the other day. The uh, they have the new version of Rocky Four. You know, he did like a uh, he did a a, re, a redo twentieth fifth anniversary or thirty fifth anniversary or whatever of Rocky. And his uh, his speech at uh, Apollo's funeral and uh, and Duke, I guess his name is the other bald black guy. Yeah. Um, his speech at Apollo's funeral in the new edition is the greatest thing ever. He's like, Apollo went out the way he wanted to went out and we have one to go out. And we have to respect that. He went out like a warrior and it was his choice. Like he was blaming Apollo for getting killed by Drago. And we, as his friends and family need to support him in that choice. I'm like, I don't know that we did. Like, I don't know that. No. I don't know that they had to let him die not uh, at all. You know, or whatever, but it, uh, it was, man, I'm not kidding. Some of those scenes they put back in are amazing. Like so funny, man. And at one point, um, Rocky says, I loved you, man. Like out of nowhere, like he just said it to Apollo, you know, at his funeral, you know, and it was like, uh, it sounded like a Bud Light commercial or something. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It's, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you definitely got to check it out, man. That's uh, it's, uh, it's funny. 
By the way, I gotta say, to, to the Legion of Skank fans, I, I will say they are probably the best fan base in comedy. They love comedy. Yeah. They respect comedy, and uh, and I had so much fun performing with them and meeting them. They were the nicest people. You know? There was no fights, no tough guys, just cool fucking comedy people, which was awesome. Who, who was the guy? Jason Ellison. He used to be a fighter. Uh, he was a skateboarder, professional skateboarder, who then became a fighter. He had a couple fights, uh, and. And he he like trains, but back to the booger beard fight. You want to you want to know how it, 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 the, whole, the whole thing went down? Of course. So, so after my I I'm, I have my show at the same time, so I come out and I'm like, "How did booger beard do?" They're like, "He got killed. He got absolutely destroyed." So right. his strategy of letting the guy punch him in the face did not work. Uh, right. he, he got <laughs> fucked up. Uh, it got stopped. Uh, they didn't let him come out for the third round. But I don't know what he was thinking. Like I don't understand. I go to get sparring like with my me and my friends used to box. I'm like that's not boxing. Like what? Right. <laughs> that's man. People have a tendency. It's amazing. Everybody thinks I've seen people before, especially these self defense guys. Are like, no, if he does this, then I'll just do this. And then if this guy, if the second guy came in, I'll just kick him and he'll fall. And they think they're going to choreograph it, but it's like it's a whole different world when you get punched in the face. Like man, this isn't going. I'll never forget when I was fighting. Um, What's his name? Um, Saul Pillay, which he was at a uh, 295 pounds ripped. And I mean, just on every steroid, even more on more steroids than I was at the time. Like uh, he came out, picked me up and slammed me. I thought he was going to stand with me because his stand up's way better than mine. Picked me up like nothing. I was 305 pounds, slammed me, got on top of me and just started punching me in the face a whole bunch. And I felt completely helpless. Like I remember thinking like, this must be how everyone I fought early in my career felt. Like it must be like, it's like, there's nothing you can do. This guy just picked me up, slammed me and punched me in the face. And I can't get out. I can't get out, you know, out from underneath him. But it's a, uh, there was a, there was an article going around for a while. It was uh it's obviously it was supposed to be, you know, a joke or whatever, but it was like the average man found to be 1,085% less effective in a fight than they thought, you know, or something like that. But that really is true, man. A lot of guys just don't, they don't get it, man. If you never had your ass kicked before, they, it ain't like the movies, you know, like they well, don't I mean, get it. I mean, the thing it. was, is like, I'm like, Booger Beard's like, uh, I'm like, well, what? He goes, dude, I have a whole new respect for fighters. I'm never going to criticize a fighter again. I'm like, well, but those guys trained. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> you literally never sparred before in your life and thought it was a good idea to jump into a, a ring with somebody and just start throwing punches. The only one crazy enough to do that is Don Fry. Don Fry is the only guy who fights the greatest K1 champion ever without ever throwing a kick before. Um, look and at still Fry. wins. Uh, Don yeah, that worked out well for me, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but still, like, I mean, by the way, looking at Don's ear, I'm looking, I'm looking at Don's cauliflower ear. Uh, so, only, only way I can hear you because again, um, iPods, iPods aren't working, so I got to sing it to my ear. To so I was saying over the weekend, I, I did this thing called Skank Fest. You would have loved it. Really cool comedy uh, where I watched Steve whip, whip, whip out his dick on stage, and then the crowd had a small dick competition, uh, which I couldn't believe how many people signed up for this. Just not even getting it. <laughs> yes. <I won. laughs> Uh, and then after that, I watched this guy Boogerbeard get into a boxing match who he never threw a punch before. Well, he never trained, never sparred. I thought it was a good idea to do a boxing match, which was. Of course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's like somebody, that's like somebody with no sense of humor, never told a joke before, you know. Right. I mean, except worse, right. you're not getting punched on stage. It's, right. actually, it's actually worse. 
Uh, I knew so- Don would bring up Brendan Shaw the minute he got a chance. So <laughs> knew it. So, <laughs> so Sean, um, meanwhile, there's a, a a celebrity that got mad at me. Um, let's just say uh, he does really good impressions and used to be on Saturday Night Live. All right, well, I'll, I'll just say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, all right. You see, he did a he did a really good he used to do really good impressions of uh, of like Bill Clinton and other people. All right. Right. So, anyway, <laughs> so he used to live in like my, my building in New York, and I would talk to him. And he wore a trench coat, no matter what weather, no matter what the weather was. He'd be outside with a trench coat, and I'll try talking to him. He would never look at you when you talked to him. He was always looking somewhere else. Right. Now somebody uh-huh. somebody told me he had ten thousand cans of Mountain Dew in his apartment. No furniture. Just 10,000 cans of Mountain Dew, right? Right. So I ran into him at a show. Like, this is 20 years later, like like last week. And I go, hey, uh, let's say his name is Meryl Mammond, right? So I was like, Meryl, can I, can I, ask, you, can I ask you a question? He's like, what's up? I go, is it true that you had 10,000 cans of Mountain Dew in your apartment but no furniture? And he gets like, looks at me like angry going, that is a gross exaggeration, you know? And, and then he just walks away. He, he like didn't deny it. And he just got like, got mad, right? So then I was like, yeah, this girl, Rebecca told me, this girl I used to date that ended up being a, an escort for Elliot Spitzer, who was the governor, uh, right. and, like wrote a book about it. I'm like, yeah, that, that girl, Rebecca, who said she was friends with you, you know, the one that was the escort. He's like, I don't know who that is. And so the guy, he like got mad, and, like walked away and then yelled at somebody. I guess he talks about like, you know, this is like a documentary on him and his drug. Maybe he was just doing an impression of somebody that was mad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wasn't actually upset. I mean, I didn't think that was that that far off of a question, right? Wouldn't you want to know if somebody had ten thousand cans of Mountain Dew as furniture? I actually, uh, I knew somebody that had a couple thousand uh, cans of Monster Energy drink in their house that were half full, and then uh, come to find out they were half full with pee, like with urine. And uh, I couldn't figure out what that was, but I figured it had to be drug related. Yeah. So I asked someone what what like what would a drug addict have half, you know, like a thousand or two thousand cans of Monster Energy drink with urine in them for and they said when you smoke a bunch of meth it stays in your pee and if you continue like if you pee it save your pee and then run it through some kind of sifter you can sift out the meth and re-smoke it or retake it or re-whatever wow. like over a matter of time you drink it and i found out that's what it was which to me seemed like maybe you should just like invest in like a like a, a gallon jug or something like you know or a five gallon jug i don't know why monster energy drink cans were the best option to store urine in like it, you know, it doesn't seem like a uh, very. San- I mean, not that sanitary to begin with, but yeah. Did, so you don't know why he's he obviously did, or he wouldn't have been so upset. So did you know? Is there a reason no. why? Or you? No, I didn't. I didn't know why, and I think that he got. Um, I know he talked about smoking crack and you know being like in the crack house and like part of his act and this and that. And he's like, he's actually a really nice guy, but he, he got, got really- upset over a Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, he was definitely doing it country cool or whatever. The, so I was going to be like, a, hey, man, relax. You want a Mountain Dew? Or I was going to like just try to defuse the situation. But uh, he got mad. Right. Then he yelled at the booker for not going up on time. He wanted to get out of there earlier. It was like a whole scene. And I was like, oh, something I said. So, yeah. Um, you know, I uh, I saw a guy doing stand-up comedy. I don't want to say what his name was. But uh, you told me he was uh, he was on a lot of either meth or coke or something that would speed you up, whatever it was. And I went and saw him uh, do his stand-up comedy in Indianapolis, and you were correct. He was on something because he was talking like, uh, like, 
an auctioneer on cocaine, man. Like he was going really, really fast, but it was entertaining. It was really, you were dead on though. You said, yeah, his show, I don't know how good his comedy will be. He's really bad on whatever it was at the time. I think you called it crank, which I wasn't really sure what that was <laughs> at the time, but it sounded like something that sped you up. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, man, he couldn't sit still for two seconds. Like he was around, he was like being around Bruce Buffer at a gay porn, uh, movie theater or something. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't, he couldn't sit still for two seconds. He was moving around on stage and, but, but funny, nevertheless. No, back in the day, um, Tommy Davidson used to have a really bad Coke problem. And the people told me at the Miami improv, he did like, he got off stage for like, like 11 minutes and thought he was done with his act. <laughs> he did were, his and, hour and 11 yeah, minutes. And they were like, they haven't even dropped the first chip. Like they haven't took like round one of like drinks. And they, he had to go back. He like got off. He did his whole act in 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> had to go back up, uh, which was, I guess, yeah. And then, then there was a guy who uh, was in Scar, a really funny comic who's in Scarface, right? Um, and he, they told him like, don't let him leave the green room because he's fine on the first show, but don't let him leave because then he'll leave, do some drugs, come back, and the second show he may or may not show up, right? And this dude, <laughs> uh, this guy was a big star in the eighties. Used to have a radio uh, in his picture. Mm -hmm. like so anyway, what happened was. They're like, hey, it's time for you to go out. And he goes out to, to the thing and he's all coked out of his mind. Like just as his nose is bleeding. Right. So he sees a girl in the front row and with huge tits and starts wiping his nose with her tits like during the show like, to get the blood off him. Right. And the girl's boyfriend attacked him. Uh, a huge fight broke out. And that was the end of the show. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's, um, that's a good closer. I wonder if he I wonder how many definitely shows he closed with that. That'd be a good way to. <laughs> Finish off. I'm trying to figure out who had a radio. His nickname. <laughs> he used to go check it out. Uh, I'll just say uh, his, his name rhymed with uh, Mangel Malazar. Uh, so uh, if you, anyway. I'm still lost. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't. I wasn't living through the '80s. I wasn't born in the '70s. Uh, I actually. His name was Angel. I, I think he, he's like sober now. But he was one of the first headline gigs I ever did. Was opening up for him, and he was he was he was a, a cokehead. Angel Salazar. He was a cokehead on like. Uh -huh. uh, on Scarface, he used to do a ton of coke. Like that was his, his thing. Yeah. So the crowd would bring him bags of coke, like during his set, right? Wait like, a minute, Angel Salazar. I, wait, what character was he in Scarface? I I remember now. Like I think you told me about this a long time ago. I remember looking him up and like, oh, that dude. Um, he was uh, he was also in Carlito's Way. So the crowd would bring him cocaine. I saw them bring him cocaine, like during the show. I just those are some dedicated fans, man. Dude, Colombians, right? Uh, maybe he's Cuban. Anyway, so then he would um you're Cuban. So then on the way home, I'm driving him. I made like nine stops. Hey man, pull over here, pull over there. And then he would just leave, go into a house, and I'd be there for like 30 minutes in my car waiting for him to come out, not knowing where I was. <laughs> like I <laughs> That's a that's a lot more than you bargained for the, uh, the opening act. <laughs> what was that, Don? I saw that on training day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like training day. So speaking of training day, Sean Strickland uh, said he's sick of watching commercials where people are like, hey, you think you got it? what it takes to be a Navy SEAL? How long would you last as a Navy SEAL? So he, he has challenged any Navy SEAL to come train with him for a week. That's his challenge. <laughs> oh, that's Good luck. And he yeah, said that right. nobody could put up, could, no Navy SEAL, he said, could keep up with him in MMA training. Uh, to which an MMA fighter who was a Navy SEAL took the offer, who's on their way to train with him. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> he might be able to beat up a Navy SEAL in a fight, but he's not in better shape than them dudes, man. Them dudes are in phenomenal right. physical shape, man. Like, uh, like unbelievable physical shape. Like more so. better than like an MMA fighter? I, I, I would have to oh, imagine, yeah, man, because those, yeah, those, yeah, those guys are just cardio machines. You know, they, they keep going all day long. But, I mean, hell, just hell week alone. You know, you got to stay awake for, what, four days straight? You know, mm-hmm. five days straight, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, that, that would tax your body. Damn. Well, I mean, so the guy's really excited to go out there. He's like, he he made the, the issue – and then uh, Bryce Mitchell. Oh, Jocko Willing. We get to get call up Jocko Willing. Have him go out there. That'll fucking stop <laughs> that shit. <laughs> so I saw that Sean Strickland. He was uh, he was doing shop show his little his little food truck thing, and they did it in front of a green screen because they couldn't afford a food truck. Like I don't know what I don't know why you can't just go to a food truck, but. Everybody was uh, saying that the shop is so broke now. He's using green screens for food trucks, so he doesn't have to buy people food. But uh, I saw him on there. He was saying some crazy stuff on there, like talking about how everybody's a pussy now in this generation. Like, uh, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. So okay, okay. Well, then, then he should get back in shape, get back into the cage. You know, right? Yeah. And it, well, <laughs> uh, another challenge that got issued was Bryce Mitchell has called out Joe Rogan. To a debate because he says the earth is flat. Do you want to hear this? He doesn't really say that, does he? Listen, oh, me uh. and my mama will tell you right now this earth is flat. It ain't moving around at no 600 something thousand miles an hour, spinning a thousand uh. miles an hour, and floating through the universe constantly. Okay, this earth is flat, it's fixed, and <laughs> the stars and stuff rotate around us, the sun rotates around us. Okay, and I can prove that. I would love to debate you, Joe Rogan, because I'm tired of you making fun of flat earthers. They're trying to feed you these lies to make you. Is this the guy from Arkansas? Yes. And that that God didn't create this universe. The Big Bang did. Okay, I used to be an atheist because I used to believe that this universe was created by the Big Bang. I used to believe all that crap from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, and. I'm just so sick and tired of hearing your crap, Joe, about flat earth, uh, flat earthers being stupid. Gravity ain't real. It's density. This paper, when it drops, it's more dense than the air around it. Not because of some magical thing called gravity. There is no proof of gravity, brother. There's only proof of density. That's why hot air balloons float because of hot air being less dense. Okay. Not because a hot air balloon is an anti-gravitational device. And I will debate you right to your face. And I'm tired of this crap that you're posting. I'm tired of you making fun of flat earthers because you got one right here that will bring it to you. And I know you won't accept this challenge. Actually, no, I don't know, but I bet you won't. I bet you'll sissy out. And that crap you're posting, it's leading people away from the Holy Spirit. This this universe wasn't created. <laughs> How about that? What Neil deGrasse Tyson says, and we didn't land on the moon. And Neil deGrasse Tyson knows we didn't land on the moon. He's lying about it too. Okay, all these people are lying, brother. And all you're doing is leading people away from the Spirit. When when you understand that God created this universe, then you'll understand that there's no need for all this big bang and this and that. And, and it's all a bunch of crap. That's why the stars, the little dipper and the big dipper are in the same position. They've always been in because the universe ain't constantly expanding. All right. So that's, 
That's the price. I hope he becomes champion. And then, yeah. and then I hope he says all this stuff in the octagon, uh, like after he wins. Like, I hope he has a list of things that he wants to tell everybody. Like, Dude, I, that's the first time I've ever heard him say anything I disagreed with. This is what is <laughs> this is what's funny to me. Just because, like, I believe in God too, that doesn't mean there wasn't a big bang that, like, right. God could have created the explosion that did that. Um, the earth being flat, I, I don't understand what anyone would have to gain by lying about it. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand what the thing is. I don't necessarily believe that we landed on the moon in the 60s and then we can't do it today. That seems odd to me that 50 or 60 years later, we can't do it. I think we were in no other country has ever landed on the moon or uh, not a person they've never claimed to they don't claim to even be close to it um i could see the united states rigging something like that you know because the van allen radiation belt a lot of people say we couldn't survive going through it i guess time will tell because they're supposedly going back so we'll see if it does it or not but it's uh i mean there is how many pictures uh, are there from space there's so many pictures of the earth being uh, round. like what well i mean yeah that's what the whole the whole earth being like the why uh, the earth flat thing what here's the problem if you watch enough of those earth is flat videos they'll start to convince you till you realize like you have you watch one that debunks it and they'll be like hey you remember how they said at this angle you wouldn't be able to see a skyscraper from 50 miles away because the curvature of the earth and then they show you the actual math and you would be able to see it you know what i mean yeah. like they're just those guys are putting those videos together and they're like, well, this degree, and they just throw up a mathematical formula that is correct. But if the earth is, do you realize how many people would have to be in on it if the earth was flat? Like how many people would have to be, you know what I mean? Like, like it, scientists, everybody. I mean, why? Pilots, like, globes? I mean, what do they have to gain from? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no, there is no reason to lie because they're like, well, because Antarctica surrounds the earth. And so every airline pilot is lying about it. You know what I mean? About, yeah. about flying. Cause they're like, well, if the earth's flat, then how do you fly? Like it wouldn't explain flight times would be different. You know, like it just doesn't, uh, who has what to gain by it? That's what's crazy. And how is it stayed a secret? Uh, but although I got to say, Bryce was very polite. Uh, he didn't seem like he was angry. Uh, and I liked the way he went about it. I mean, yeah, he, he might just be trying to get on Rogan's podcast too. That might be a possibility too. So I want to hear the debate. I want to hear the debate. I really do. What's up, people? Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events. Bet Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Um, Don, what are your thoughts I do about too. I do, too. I'll, I'll pay for that, you know. <laughs> That'd be a much better pay-per-view. Don, what are your thoughts about Bryce Mitchell? Pardon? What are your thoughts about Bryce? Uh, the guy we just heard? Yeah. I think he's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he is entertaining. Uh, I mean, he does definitely like, he's definitely into conspiracies. I'll give him that. He's a hell of a fighter. I mean, yeah. the kid is a hell of a fighter. 
Uh, and it seems like a, a nice guy. People are like, I'm unfollowing him. Look, if he wants to believe that, uh, you know. Yeah, why, why, why do you unfollow somebody? Because they come up with something that's different than what you're thinking. Yeah, or, and you know, something completely it, ups, ups, And he's not hurting, look, he's not hurting anybody by right. this theory. This theory I is mean, like, I think, a little ridiculous. Would, but this is not so like. Not, reason to follow somebody is yeah. to listen to their crazy ass schemes. <laughs> No. Right. And like, <laughs> look, this theory is not the Holocaust never happened. You know, it's not one of those things. It's like, causing no, that one's been proven. <laughs> or this is not Sandy Hook was a hoax. I, I mean, this is like where people are in pain. If, you, if he wants to believe that the earth is flat, then, uh, you know, he could. He you know could what I can't it. figure out about that whole thing with Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook thing. If he actually believed it when he said it, I don't understand how he can be liable. For like, yeah, if he I don't if he yeah. genuinely believed that that's what happened, and he didn't, to my knowledge, unless I missed it, he didn't say go harass these people, go right. do anything to them. You got a bunch of nutcases out there who did that kind of stuff. But if he, this is what's funny to me about the Alex Jones thing: the government doesn't have to fake school shootings. The government, if they wanted to crack down on guns, would gladly send someone in somewhere to shoot people. Like they don't, they don't need to save those children. That's like people on nine eleven. They're like. Uh, Oh, they uh, they took the people out of the planes and then crashed drones into the, you know, buildings or whatever. Like the government isn't worried about those people. If they want to, if they want to crash them into buildings, they'll crash them with those people in them themselves. No, Sean, you make you a very I mean? good point. You make but a very good point because, like, for example, Rachel Maddow. There's a video of her saying, "If you're vaccinated, you cannot get COVID." Like literally right. saying that. Yeah, with, yeah with, she's with, a genius. With, she's a fucking genius. Which her saying that. And if people went out and got COVID, could really hurt people. I mean, also, right. I mean, that could people can think, oh, I'm vaccinated. I'm going to go out and and then you can get COVID. And, you know, who knows? So you're right. I mean, that's an interesting point. I didn't think of it that way. If you really believed it, I, I think it's like, uh, people, uh, who knows? I mean, it's a, it's such, such a, a fine line because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not for any kind of censorship, even with Kanye. I don't know if anything Kanye says, but I would like to know how he feels. Because right. now, I know, now I know what I'm dealing with. Right. Uh, like the, the worst thing you could do is to me is to let not let people talk because they're going to talk, but they're going to talk on other form of media, on other mediums, and then they're all going to fucking rise up and you're going to go, where the fuck did these people come from? You right. know, well, at least now <laughs> I know exactly where they are. I know exactly right. how you feel. And, I, you know. Did, so. did you see Kanye? My, uh, my fiance sent me a video. Uh, I can't call her my girlfriend anymore. I have to call her my fiance. She what would rather be called that. Um, she sent me a video where Kanye West, someone asked him something and he turned the question around on them and it didn't make any sense what he said. And then it was like on 60 minutes or whatever. And he goes, that didn't make sense. I just sounded cool to say back. Like he oh, just, yeah. he just like, that's the funniest man. I lost it when I watched it. That was so yeah, funny. He goes, point, though, he's, like basically, cool. he's basically a homeless guy outside screaming shit. You know, I yeah. mean, he's just, a, he's just worth a billion dollars. It's like, I don't understand why we're giving it any merit. Like my 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 my, my dad is convinced the whole world hates the Jews. You know, he's so right. afraid of. And look, my dad's my grandfather lived through, through World War II. It's a different time, you know. Um, yeah. He's I mean, only seventy five percent right, so you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny to me is people hate Jews. Like people really do. A lot of people hate Jews because they're like, yeah, you put a Jew, a Jew could be a janitor, and they'll be running the whole company in five years. I'm like. Well, what's wrong with that? Like, I admire that. Like, I admire that they that Jews are able to succeed at whatever they do. Like, that's yeah, not to, right. it, it's, it's something right. to be, you know, you like emulated. I think. They, no, they almost got wiped out by uh, 
by Hitler, you know, and then they came back. It only took them like 20 years to make a comeback, you know? Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy world. Uh, it's, it's a hard it's a crazy fucking world. work. So Dana White has bought the rights to slap fighting. Uh, it's called the Power Slap Championship. Did he really? Yeah, and he's bringing it to Las Vegas. No uh, way. He really did? Yes. I think yeah. like the exact kind of thing he would hate. Like absolutely hate. I don't, I don't get it either because uh, it's just not something that I, yeah, the power slap league. Uh, it got approval from the Nevada commission. Yeah. Um, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't see the, the thing is, look, with MMA, I, that's a fight. There's a skill. I know right. that slapping people is, shows that you have power and then you could take a slap, but no one's ever just going to let you slap them in a fight. Like why? Right. And no one's gonna put their chin out like. Or maybe some people will, but I don't see. I've never got excited to watch uh, slap fighting. You? Uh, only in person when two dudes were. I saw two dudes in a rap battle one time, and I was with a bunch of other professional fighters that were like local pros, but they were good fighters. And uh, they started having a rap battle, and this guy made fun of this kid named Tristan Yunker, who was a really good fighter. He beat Clay Guida back before Guida was in the UFC, beat John Halverson, beat some really good guys. And he, um, they start rap battling. He says something about him having a lisp, and the second he said lisp, Tristan, the fighter, open hand smacks the shit out of the guy, the rap battler guy. And then his buddy goes, I bet you won't smack me. And he didn't even get me out before he smacked him in the face, too, with the other hand. And the guy said, oh, yeah, you're going to one of his other friends. He smacked him, too, was just dealing out slaps to anyone. And they were like, oh, yeah, you, you just because your buddy. I was like, dude, I'm not going to do anything. And I said, but he will beat you up. And he just starts smacking people left and right. So they talk him into going down the street. Yeah, come down here. I bet you won't fight me. And I told the guy, I said, dude, please do not go down there. He's going to beat you up. Like, please don't. Like, because the guys didn't know. This is like probably 2000. I don't know, nine, where people didn't realize how tough fighters were yet, you know, or whatever. So they walked down to an alley, like, yeah, we'll see when you come down here. And he came down there, and he was like, he did have a list, too. Sounded like Napoleon Dynamite or Kip Dynamite. He's like, listen, guys, first what's going to happen is I'm going to smack you, I'm going to punch you, and I'm going to slam you on your head. Who wants it first? And then the guys were like, yeah, try it. So he did it exactly in that order. Smacked the one guy, punched the other dude, knocked him out, picked the other dude up and slammed him, and it was over in like 10 seconds. And I was like, well, that's... That was pretty much how I thought it would go. You know, he was on like a hundred, like a hundred and eighty pound fighter, man. It was crazy, but uh, yeah, that was so funny because the guy's like, "I bet you won't slap me," and he didn't even finish the E before he was also smacked and like reeling, backing up. Now, none that of these guys, awesome. none of these guys hit him back. No, they they were so shocked. There's nothing more entertaining to me than a guy because everybody's such a bluffer and so full of shit. Because I've smacked a few people in my day too. Um, there's nothing funnier than the look on a guy's face, a grown man, when another man smacks him when he didn't think he would have the balls to do it. Because yeah. it's you can tell they've never been hit before, and they're kind of like, wow, that actually hurts. Like, they're actually – I uh, smacked a guy on New Year's Eve. Uh, he I got mouthy with my girlfriend, fiance, I mean, um, for leaving a door open too long as she was coming into a restaurant. And I was parking the car because it was cold out, so I came in. I ended up smacking him, open hand smacking him in his face and blooding his nose. And the look on his face was completely like just – priceless when he backed up and realized like he's probably 50 years old but realized like someone really did just bitch smack him right in the face for saying something like oh what you gonna do and as soon as he said do i just smacked him like that's that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna smack the shit out of you and it's uh always funny to see that response i'm sure don has smacked a few guys even recently oh my God. do you normally don do you normally do you normally smack him or do you go straight do you go straight close fist don or do you give him the smack first 
No, I like to slap, slap first, you know. Yeah. I uh, just, just, just it's humiliating, you know. It's an insulting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not worthy of being punched, and uh, so you get bitch slapped, and uh, it's it, for one thing, it, it puts on queer street, you know, real bad. But it also, like I said, it's humiliating, and you got to walk around with a big handprint on your on your face. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> that hot stinging feeling on your face with a handprint it's priceless a lot of people are angry about this like slap fighting will now be regulated by the nevada state athletic commission dana white's power slap league is targeting its first event in november or december at the ufc apex broadcast details not revealed but they're targeting a major network um that doesn't even seem like that could be true. That's crazy, man. They're like that's that really. That's like saying the Earth isn't flat. It's just mind blowing. Uh, it's it it's crazy. Uh, and a lot of people are, are not happy about this because they say this only leads to like brain trauma, and it's not like a safe sport. And I don't know how they're keeping from popping their eardrums, man. Like I don't know, are they putting the earplugs in or oh, something? Because I'm. Jeez, Mister Waiter, come on. <laughs> Don cut out, madam. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Alir Latifi, by the way, is suspended because after he won his fight, he said, "Even this week, my leg is swollen. I didn't even go tell my coaches, but I got a staph infection two days ago. As you can see, my leg's all swollen." Because he admitted that after the fight, he's now suspended. <laughs> he's now suspended for fighting uh, with a for not telling, I guess, everyone. What, your injuries or for fighting with a staph infection you can fight with a staph infection right he probably was yeah. required to disclose it maybe or something if on the maybe if he lied on the paperwork maybe that said he didn't have any infection or any reason he couldn't fight or any injury or uh whatever yeah, come, come on give me a break they shouldn't i mean get uh, i mean it's one thing to suspend the guy for taking peds and not <laughs> but like the guy the guy literally didn't want to cancel a fight and right there and won and fought great with a staph infection at least i mean what are you going to take away his money now i mean come on yeah i don't i don't know is he he's not medically suspended is he he's actually okay. suspended no it says the nac which is uh temporarily suspends ufc after in cage interview uh nevada athletic commission um why why that's their fault they didn't catch him that's their fault not his you know that they they should have caught him before the fight and then they should have stop the fight you know they said the, they said it's risky and that the behavior cannot be to to uh, tolerated well that's their fucking fault they should have found it not, <laughs> it's not it's not up to the fighter to um disclose everything it's up to the fucking organization to to be able to find it uh they, yeah uh, yeah they said they said it was risky and could lead to injury unlike fighting in a cage <laughs> like, you know i guess you know, it's not like uh, not like how safe as cage fighting is. So, so they, yeah. by the way, so TJ Dillashaw is looking how easy the fight is. Yeah. So TJ Dillashaw is looking more ripped than anyone I've ever like. He looks insane right now. Do you, you see a picture of him? Uh. Uh. uh so, uh, and you know, hold on, let me see if I can find this. Is that on his fans only page? Yes. So this is TJ <laughs> right now. Sean, you see? Yeah, I can now. I had to put my phone. Uh, yeah, he's pretty lean. Is he? Is this 125 or 135? 135. I mean, he looks like Brad Pitt in uh, Fight Club almost. Even better. Yeah. I Except mean, straight. 
he looks completely shredded, uh, which sucks because now all you think of is him, you know, failing the drug test when you, when you see a guy like that. Uh, but Dana White said that um, he said that actually he's he's proud of the way he handled his right, PED we'll use uh, being busted. He handled he handled it like a man. That's what he said. But I mean, he got caught. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think anyone should, I, it's hard to really be like, Oh, good job, uh, for handling your <laughs> yeah. suspension when you, well, I mean, some of the guys claim that they got it from eating kangaroo meat or something like that too. Like there's people that I guess if you just admit you did it, what sucked was when Chad Mendez tested positive for something like Osterine or something that gives you no advantage, you know what I mean? Or whatever. It's just some strange thing that was probably in something he ate. They gave him no advantage at all, but because the you know uh, because of uh, how strict they are, that you're not only allowed to have a certain level, but uh, yeah, it's uh, he was taking. I think what TJ only got caught for EPO, right? Wasn't that the only thing yeah. he caught for? Was yeah, EPO? Yeah, yeah. EPO. yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest advantage you can have is EPO, I guess. So, did you watch uh, the fight last week, Sean? I did not. Nope, did not uh, catch. It wasn't the greatest card. I got to be honest. Um, although Mike Jackson got murdered, uh, right. Mike Jackson, he. It was a one-sided beatdown. He got kneed in the face like, man, it, he was out. Like, he looked like it was a rough time. I don't think – I think that's the end of Mike Jackson. Um, he who looked, told you that the UFC couldn't cut you off a win? Do you, do you remember who was that said that? I think it was – between honestly, I think it was Joe Silva told me that. Because uh, uh, I know they cut – you remember they cut uh, the guy? He was doing stand-up comedy for a while, and it wasn't Shab. Of course, he wasn't doing stand-up comedy. Gerald Harris. Uh, yeah, Gerald, he, they, they cut him after his fight because I was actually at that fight. It was really boring. I think it was UFC 123 in Detroit, um, I believe. And they cut him. His fight was so boring. They cut him. Uh, and he was 3-1 and one in the UFC or 4-1, and one, but no, the, the fight no, he, was so no, he boring. Never got cut, no, he, he, he never got cut after a win. That wasn't right after the win? They didn't cut him after that fight? I no, they, he, he got fucked because I think he lost to a guy who got popped um, and still got cut. And then he yeah. took a notice fight and got cut. Like he's he had like the worst luck of any fighter. And then in Bellator, mm -hmm. he only fought like the greatest guys ever. Like the greatest, right. like you know. He actually, when I first got in the UFC, he trolled me because I used to when I first, you know, I was known on the. They used to always say I was racist on the underground because I would say kind of racist things to troll people. And uh, they had me do an interview like uh, somebody did. I don't know, MMA junkie or somebody a few weeks before I did my uh, UFC debut. And Gerald Harris called in saying I was racist, but he didn't say it was him. He said he was just a random MMA fan. He kept saying, yeah, all the stuff you say about Kimbo's racist. And me and him were going back and forth. And he wanted me to apologize. I'm like, I'm not apologizing for anything. Get real. Like I was saying this on that. And then eventually they started laughing. They said, oh, Sean, Gerald Harris, he's just giving you a hard time. But I didn't know who he was. Like, I never even heard of him. So I was like, oh, cool. But I didn't know he's a fighter or what. Like, I didn't know they were like, yeah, he's, he's just trolling you. And I was like, oh, and I had to look up who he was. He's but, so funny. Uh, I remember the first time I met him, he's like talking about how he was married or he just got divorced. And I was like, was it hard being faithful? He's like, no, because I wasn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled the Ric Flair. What was it Ric Flair said? I was faithful for the first three days. Right? Or something like that. Like, was, oh, man. Yeah. So uh, Alexa Grasso won. Uh, she looked pretty good. Cub Swanson lost. Jordan Wright, the uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja, he gassed out in the second round quick. I mean, he just gassed. Uh, Asuncion beat Victor Henry. Alonzo Menafield beat the shut of Misha Serkinov, the kid from football player. Uh, that was amazing. And then, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, this guy Pete Rodriguez. 
need Mike Jackson into oblivion um, to the point where it was like almost scary, a scary knockout. Uh, this week, obviously, everyone's going to watch. Uh, well, one on Amazon Prime, it's John Lineker, whose hands of stone taking on Fabricio Andrade. That's going to be a good fight. Uh, but UFC 280, which starts at like 10 o'clock in the morning because it's in Abu Dhabi. Oh. So, so they finally they finally overtook us now. Their their time frame matters more than the United States, uh, Mark. Right? That's crazy. That uh, is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy because like I'm you know, I was watching like the, uh, like my 90th different Tyson. Tyson has like the, every documentary about Mike Tyson I watch. It doesn't matter. Like I, even if I watched it 37 times, I still I'm so fascinated by Mike Tyson. But he yeah. um he when he lost to Buster Douglas, he was out the whole night with Bobby Brown fucking Japanese girls the night before. Bobby Brown right. was like, yo, Mike, you got to fight tomorrow. He's like, I'm good, I'm good. And then the fight was at 10 o'clock in the morning because they wanted to do it for – so uh, have you ever had a fight like that? You had to do it early because of uh, U.S. time? Um, I, I know I fought one time because I was on the prelims in the UFC. I know I had to fight like it. I think I was in Seattle, and I had to fight – one or one thirty in the afternoon, and it, man, that was weird. Like it was a weird to like fight, you know that when you're used to fighting at night like that. It was really weird to fight during the. Uh, I think it was one or two, yeah, in the afternoon that I fought, and uh, I just remember they made us leave the arena. I still haven't figured out what the deal is there with them making people leave the arena, but I remember at that time they also made me leave, and I walked back to the hotel. Just same thing with no shirt on, no anything, because they uh, made us leave, and I remember it being daytime. Uh, and looking crazy walking down the street because people were like, man, I'd hate to see the other guy. I was like, no, he was all right. He, he uh, <laughs> not a mark on him. Like, I just had two black eyes, a bloody nose, bloody mouth, all beat up. And uh, he ended up, uh, I don't think he had a mark on him. He just beat the shit out of me. So, what about um, you, Don? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, Oliveira versus Islam, which is uh, the paper starts two o'clock Eastern time. So, 11 o'clock uh, in Cali time. Um, I'm thinking Islam's going to win this fight because I think Oliveira makes too many mistakes and Islam makes none except for that one time he got caught. Uh, so that's uh, Don, you? Which Islam is it? Islam Makachev? Makachev or something, I think, isn't it? Makachev. He's the guy that fights just like uh, Khabib. He's Khabib's partner. He's 21 and 1. He's only had one loss by knockout. Oliveira is thirty three and eight, but is on a killer streak. Dude, I like I like Oliveira. I like Oliveira. Yeah, uh, but um, I'll have to go with the young kid. Unfortunately, you know that uh, that guy's got a lot of power, and he's got a good good sense to him, and uh, got good coaching and, and strategy. Sean, yeah, man, I'm probably um, I don't know. I've always uh. Man, I don't know. It's hard to hard to bet against those Dagestani guys, man. But uh, uh, gosh, I don't know. Oliveira, though, man, I've, I've I've bet against him his last three or four fights, and he's beat me every time. So this time I'll probably bet on him, and then he'll lose. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Oliveira, and I guarantee I'm wrong. So Aljamain um, is in the Middle East, and he took a picture with Andrew Tate. They were hanging out. You know the yeah. guy from the internet. That All right. <laughs> the guy not from the internet anymore. <laughs> uh, and then people got mad at Aljamain. Because of some of the things that they kind of issued a statement, like I don't agree with a lot of things, which I think is like fuck it, like come on, give me a break. I mean, 
Uh, why do you have to? I don't understand why you have to. Uh, you co-sign if you take a picture of someone, you have to co-sign <laughs> everything they ever said or did. Like I don't get that. Like I don't understand. Like it's like why? Why does that mean that you agree with them because you took a picture with them? That's the I yeah. don't know. I mean, look at Tyson. Tyson. I haven't heard, I haven't heard Andrew Tate say much. I don't agree with. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I like most stuff he says. It's not very nice, but a lot of it's true. So. I agree. I mean, like Tyson's done a lot of things in his life that he's not proud of. I would love to take a picture with Tyson. So would everybody else. It's like, right. yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Dillashaw, Aljo, that's going to be the fight. O'Malley, Jan, the whole card's great. We went over this card a bunch of times. I don't, I don't want to keep uh, uh, beating a dead horse, as as uh, they say it. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great card. The whole card's going to be great. Um, There's really not a bad fight on this card. Uh, you know, speaking of Tyson, that reminded me. I was, someone on the internet the other day told me that I was racist because I said that Kobe Bryant, I believe, was a rapist, and I think Mike Tyson was innocent. And uh, I said, because if you look at the way Kobe Bryant apologized to that girl on national TV and gave her $10 million to stop cooperating with the police, which is typically not what you do when someone fake accuses you of a fake rape. And then Mike, Mike Tyson not only would not pay her off, he says to this day, she's a lying bitch. He's not apologizing. She, you know, it's all a lie. So uh, the guy said I was racist because I picked two black guys. And I was like, okay, so would you rather be? He said, what about Jeffrey Epstein? I was like, what does that have to do with anything? So to him, I said, okay, Jeffrey Epstein was guilty. And so was Kobe. That's less racist than Kobe's guilty and Mike Tyson's not. Like, and then, uh, then he brought up, he said, what about Big Ben? I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like what? I, like, Big Ben Rosselsberger. Yeah, uh, that's what yeah. I guess. Yeah, or, yeah. He said, "Big Ben." I said, "I don't, I don't know what that means." And he said, "He had like three different girls accusing him of rape." I was like, "Well, he's probably guilty." Then I would guess. Like, I was it's, like, "I don't it's know." It's ridiculous. That has nothing to do with race, and everything to do with your opinion on Kobe Bryant or your opinion on Mike Tyson. I, I mean, right. like, what yeah. is that? That's why I said they cracked me up. I said, "So it's more racist to say that a it's more racist to say a black guy is guilty and a black guy is innocent than a black and a white guy are both guilty." That's like more racist. So. I, I think people are just. Uh, I don't even get it. I just, I don't even try to, I don't even argue with people. Cause I'm like, what's, yeah. what's the point? You know, people, people are fucking stupid. We have such an easy life in the United States of America. Cause it's such a great country and people got to come up, create, they have to create their own misery. They do. That is, that's really true, man. That really is. That's really true. You know, honestly, when I was in Saudi Arabia, and it's like 110 degrees. And women are walking around and they can't show their faces. And there's the religious police walking around and making sure you don't misobey the Koran as well as the real police. You're like, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of that country. I'm like, mm -hmm. get me out of here. Um, You're like, I can't wait to get back to the U.S. where they would never try to make us cover our faces for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would never go against it. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. dude, when I was... Uh, when I was in Bahrain, they told me, I think I probably told you this story, but they told me to take my shoe off of a table because I was offending someone stretching my leg. Like I was at a Holiday Inn trying to stretch my back and I had the bottom of my shoe was some guy could see it and he was real upset by it because I was offending him, you know, or whatever, by showing the bottom of my shoe. And so I got thrown out of the Holiday Inn because I said I wasn't taking it down. They were going to have to throw me out. And it turns out they did. So I was like, oh, never God. mind. They made me leave. I was like, already. Well. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to fuck around. So this guy, uh, uh, we talked about the girl weighing in with her top off. And I said, well, what would happen if a guy just had like a thong or something? Well, that happened. Uh, here's a picture. Uh, oh, God. I could have done without that. 
Uh, Wait, he was was it, he's at least Asian, right? Yeah, he's Asian. Yeah, uh, so he probably wasn't he probably wasn't gaining that much of an advantage anyway by wearing a thong. So probably probably wasn't much weight hidden in there to begin with. Nobody was better than Crazy Horse Charles Bennett. He would just get butt naked, like like, dude, not, like that. That dude on Facebook is the funniest. He kills me, man. On Facebook, he'll. He'll put he'll post a video of a bunch of black teenagers like robbing a store and he'll just put white people shake my head like, you know, like is what he like says on there or whatever. Like it's people get irate with them or he'll be like, uh, damn Asians, like when it's Mexican people doing stuff like he always blames the, another race that isn't who's, you know, um, isn't what the race of the person doing it. People just they fall for it every time. man. Like it's the funniest. He really is like the old dirty bastard of fighting. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he, he could have been one of the best. He could have been great. If he actually would have actually, you know, because he he had all the natural gifts. Yeah, he could fight, man. But what a character! I mean, he's the only <laughs> guy that like I had to not allow back of the podcast because because we had on and he was like, I want all people with AIDS to die or gay people to die. <laughs> like I was like, I, I can't, like I just can't I can't say you know I, I'm not you know certain things you could say. Well, well I, he's just old-fashioned or he just you know i can see how he looks <laughs> this way or you know well he was i go I, I can't defend i want all gay people to die i just there's nothing nothing there i just i can't have my name attached to that you know that's um, more than a little old-fashioned i think that's a little <laughs> that's got more than than old customs uh do with old customs I didn't even, but, it yeah. wasn't even about, like it had nothing to do with gay people too like literally it just just starts blurting out i want all gay people to die and then he and then he hits me up asking me if i can help him out in hollywood and i'm like yo <laughs> yeah let me try saying that to half the directors in hollywood and see how that works out for you yeah, so, i'm like are you out of your mind what the fuck is wrong with you anyway, uh sean what do you got coming up uh same as always man nothing just uh Hitting a couple weddings here soon and getting ready to go to Germany as long as they're not going to require me to show proof of vaccination or wear a mask. So uh, we'll see what uh, happens. Don, you? Well, hell, I was going to go over to the, the Kip Ranch in Northburg, New Mexico, and help them with the uh, cattle roundup. But they called me today and said that they got too many people and they don't need me this time around to come in May. So now I gotta come up with something to do this weekend. Wait, you're gonna rattle? You're gonna rattle cattle? Yeah. yeah <laughs> you say rattle cattle? You mean you're gonna round up cattle? Yeah. Wait, so there's cattle everywhere, and you're gonna go chase them? Yeah, yeah. They got a big giant ranch in Lordsburg, New Mexico, and so you round them up and then brand them and all that good stuff. So and by cattle, ranch. he means illegal aliens. Just to clarify for everyone, he's gonna go <laughs> round them up and brand them. Wait, so there's like wait, so there's random wait, so Don, you haven't walked, you couldn't walk and work out in years. You've been every time I talk to you, you got someone like putting shots in you or carving out your leg or uh, uh putting a fucking I don't know, tubes in you. But you're gonna have your weekend running around chasing cows? Can't now because they said they don't need me. Man, they got too many people. <laughs> that's, so. the only, that's the only thing that's stopping this man. But power. I mean, do you think <laughs> that's the best thing you can do for your health right now is chase cows? Why not? Hell, the hell I'll sit on my ass there at the ceiling or the TV, yeah. don't it? Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, listen, uh, I <laughs> I dream of being. I really do dream of one day being half as manly as Don. I never, I, I never, day. I didn't even know that was even an option to go <laughs> to a farm and round up cattle and brand them. I didn't know that was like people did that. Like that. I mean, yeah. 
How, are you on some kind of list? How do they, how do they how do you know about these things? <laughs> they're buddies of mine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're buddies of mine. I mean, you're like Cattleman. It's like a, like Batman, but it's they have like a brand, and then you get <laughs> get like the cow the cow signal. Uh, well, listen, Don, I, I'm I'm going to be in Reno at the Laugh Factory in Reno uh, this Thursday to Sunday. You guys are the best. Have a good week, guys. Love you guys. Uh, see you guys, man. <laughs>